Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And I'm Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> you can't tell Matt's here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, Matt is in town here in person for uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. A uh, friend of the show, Madeline Davis. Hello, Madeline. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, she's here with us for our final episode of November. Woo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. We didn't back you up on that. No. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> uh, that's fine. And... Uh, you know, we're we're sending off uh, the the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, you know, with a nice guest host. Uh, as we discuss, one of the probably, I guess, for a lot of people, the quintessential Thanksgiving movie, more than likely, I feel, probably. I mean, I feel like there's not a whole lot of Thanksgiving movies to go off of, to be fair. Yeah. So, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which also just had a uh, 4K release, which is is what we watched this week in preparation for the show. Um, <clears throat> and so Matt is here to to join us and and talk about that. Matt, how have you been? Uh, uh, superior, fantastic, <laughs> delightful. <Wunderbar. laughs> Great. Uh, no. Other superlatives. <laughs> yeah. All them good, good words. All them great adjectives. <laughs> all that stuff. Um, no, I've been good. Uh, and it's been nice being up here for uh, Thanksgiving and stuff. And Yeah. You know, eating food and napping. I don't know. what. You've had the whole week off from work? Yeah, I had the whole week off from work, which was nice. Uh, what was the last episode that you were on for? Um. Fuck. It's been a it's been a hot minute, I feel. Was it was it Was Fern it Fern Gully? Gully? I, we were talking about it earlier. I feel like maybe it was It might have been Fern Gully. And that was April. April. Yeah. I think. yeah, that was the last episode of April. Yeah. I feel like maybe that was the last one. So it's it's been a while. Yeah. Uh what are what are some highlights of things that you've watched since the since the last time that you were on? I mean, I'm gonna say I feel like this whole last year has been like some really great horror. Um Barbarian, Pearl, X, like, all of that kind of stuff came out. I saw all of that, loved all of that. Um, yeah, I honestly think Barbarian might be, like, one of my favorite movies from this year. That's fair. Did you check out Men? I didn't see Men. I haven't seen Men yet. I wanted to see that. I saw Don't Worry, Worry Darling, which felt like it could have been something more than it was. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I've seen, like, a, like pretty much... With the exception of, I think, Smile, like, almost every horror movie. And are then, you, I guess, that they came out this year. Are you going to check out, not a horror movie, but Florence Pugh's new movie, uh, The Wonder? Oh, yeah, I want to see that. I, also, I would see her in literally anything. <laughs> anything. Okay. Fantastic. I think she's so entertaining. I don't know. I just, <laughs> fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, that actually, I guess, sort of does lead me into a, an interesting discussion. You know, we were talking about holidays and movies and that sort of thing. We are approaching, we're kind of in the thick of right now, you know, holiday movie season releases. Yes. Um, in general, how do you like the holiday movie season? What are your general thoughts on the on the holiday movie season? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. Like, holiday movie... I, I feel like it's... I'm trying to think of, like, the last big holiday movie I saw. I don't know. 
Well, you know, I mean, holiday movie season, I think, encompasses a lot of stuff, right? It's everything from your last few blockbusters Yeah, of the year I feel like to... you get your last Big Bang, like, because that's when, what, like, all the Harry Potter movies and shit came out, usually? Star like Wars Star did a lot Wars of their releases in, in December. Like December. Crap like that. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, like, you get, like, the last few of your big, like, blockbusters, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's shit that every everyone's family wants to see. So, like... Yeah, your four quadrant pack a, movies. Pack them in. Yeah. Pack them in for the holidays. Or it's, like, the beginning of, like, everyone has seasonal def- affective disorder. Let's make them cry with the beginning of, like, the Oscar award season, award season mm-hmm. movies. Good. good West good, Side good. Story. Yeah, it's like that kind Both of Both four-quadrant, but also yeah. award season, you know, you know, material. I feel like that's when those are, like, primed. They're, like, everyone feels depressed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Double down on this feeling, and we'll get some awards for it. <laughs> that's my hot take. <laughs> Dear Havania. Gosh. Repeat the question. <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on you know holiday movie season in terms of like theatrical releases of things that you can go out and partake? Um, around this time of year in theaters. Well, you know me. I'm usually uh, on anything that's not actually a holiday movie. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. this this time of year always always gets like bigger and bigger and more obnoxious every time to the point where I'm I'm, I'm pretty confident that we might be living in Whoville. Um, when it comes to, like, the movies that come out during the holiday season. Like, it's it's hundreds. So you're not going to watch the new Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell oh, yeah. Christmas no, it musical? Looks, it looks absolutely... Oh, it's a musical. It's I a think musical? so. That's what I heard someone say. Well, it's still, even even if it hadn't been a musical, even before this knowledge, it looked terrible. How are you, how are you feeling about the David Harbour? That's oh, probably I'm the most interesting thing. Hell yeah. Because also he's got, like, a ponytail and he's, like, kicking ass. I don't yeah. know what's happening. I'm, I'm interested. You know, it's the same creative team, you know, as, as the John Wick films and Nobody. And those movies all yeah. absolutely fucking slap. So give David yeah, Harbour something where he just gets to beat ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah. about it. No, 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 no. But, like, anything else, usually, I'm, I'm usually, I'm fine. You're not into, um, like, the, the Netflix, like, they have that whole uh, Christmas Prince Oh God! Their whole no, Christmas, no, no, no. Their whole <laughs> Christmas Christ- originals. Original. They have it's a whole like Hallmark. Hallmark. It's like Hallmark. Yeah. It is. It's the Hallmark movies. You yeah. know, it's it's just you know a rose by any other name, um, and it's 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 terrible. It's yeah. absolutely terrible. I think, um, you know, I I don't mean to be, I guess, like a Scrooge. Like I really enjoy Christmas. You know, I enjoy the holiday, but yeah. I just wish that the holiday would stick to at least minimum of December. Yeah. You know, it, it's starting to feed into other months and, and take away what's interesting about them. And I'm like, Christmas, stay in your corner. Yeah, that's fair. You know, you can't have an entire quarter of the year. That's too much. That's too much Christmas. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to start in summer. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it'll just be a whole year of Christmas. We will live in Whoville. That's true. Yeah. We'll be constantly counting down to it again. Okay. That, I don't want that. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Um, My favorite Christmas movie is is probably... Funnily enough, I think it is the the How the Grinch Stole Christmas just okay. because it's psychotic. Like, like the classic animated one? No, oh, no, 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 no. I mean the Jim Carrey one. Yeah, the one that's on acid. Okay, all right, all right. Where yeah. she just, like, the Christine Baranski plays, like, the really horny neighbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's great, that's right. And <laughs> she has the weird, like, light gun yeah. that she, like, sheets into the house. Incredibly sexual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Highly erotic. No, yeah, because that movie is weird and twisted. It and, is like, that. No, yeah, and so it was always, like, the, the fun... Um, out off the beaten path Christmas movie that came out. Um, Ron Howard did something deranged and then said never again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
That's true. Ron Howard did one fucking psychotic movie yeah. and then said no. never again. No. He locked it up. I'm good. And Apollo 13 became the, the baseline for yep. the rest of the story. <laughs> That's true. Uh, missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you, PJ? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, my favorite Christmas movie? Um, I'm, I'm asking the questions on this show now. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. You know, last year we watched Tokyo Godfathers. I really liked that one a lot. Um, not necessarily my favorite, but it's, it's one that I, I very much enjoy, uh, that came to mind. Um, my absolute favorite is probably, I mean, if I have to watch, like, a movie that's just like, it's about Christmas, um, then probably, honestly, like, Muppet Christmas. Card. I was gonna say the same thing! <laughs> yeah! Fuck yeah! It's got everything. Songs. Heartfelt, sh- sentimental shit. Comedy. Michael Caine. That's right. It does have Michael Caine. Beautiful. You know, if I had to pick a different option, then I would probably go with, like, Elf. Yeah, no, Elf is Oh, great. Elf is great. Elf is so perfect. Yeah. It's great. That's... I feel like it is truly, like, a modern classic. Yeah, like, it's so for good. sure. It's so good. Um, so strange that it came from John Favreau, Vince Vaughn's weird straight man and yeah. swingers. Uh, and yeah. And... Will Ferrell, the the guy that no one expected to to pull off the lead. Yeah. Um, fantastic movie though. That's probably so my favorite. It's so good. Um, I don't know beyond that. It's Those not... are probably some of the best though. Yeah. Uh, but we're here to talk about Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah, that's right. I jumped the jump. The no, you're totally fine. We were talking about the holiday yeah, movie yeah. season and that sort of thing. It's all. Good. And since Thanksgiving doesn't really have any holiday movies. No, not, not there's not a there's what is is it called. There's, like, a Thanksgiving horror movie with, like, all, a bunch of evil pilgrims. Is it called Pilgrims? I can't remember. But it's, like... The one on Hulu? Yeah. It's called yeah. Pilgrim. We did it last yeah, week. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Pilgrim's a good ride. I liked it. Yeah. There's that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, but that's, that's, that's a modern movie, you know? It's, like, it's yeah. so hard to... And I think that most people don't realize that it's out there because it is buried. It's nested in the whole Into the Dark, you yeah. know, brand. Um, which is great, but also if you're not really turned on to that, yeah. you're not going to go and find that movie uh, immediately. No. And so, with all that said, we're here to talk about Thanksgiving and yeah. our, our our big Thanksgiving movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Correct. Uh, so the interesting thing about the physical release that did just come out is that it has, as advertised on the box, like 73 minutes of deleted scenes or extended scenes. That's a big deal for uh, those who who may not know because John Hughes' original script for the film is 145 pages. His original cut for the movie is three hours and some change. And the studio, he knew that the studio was never going to bite that. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, I'm going to knock it down to like two hours. Yeah. So he extracted like an hour of movie and then they were like, nope, you need you need to cut out another 30 and so he lopped out another 30. And so there's actually more movie at the end of the day uh, cut than in the film. Than in a, yeah. the actual final film. Uh, and so now you can finally get a glimpse of it. This is the first time that any of this footage has been available. Uh, and we decided to go ahead and, and pop it on because also I had never seen this movie before. It's so good. Um, but since Madeline is here, we'll have her go ahead and, and kick things off. Mad, what are your thoughts on planes, trains, and automobiles? I mean, it's such a classic. Like, I don't think I I don't think I'd seen it in like over a decade. So I'll be when you know you suggested it, and I was like, oh yeah, because um, I remember like seeing it and loving it as like a kid and stuff. 
And I mean, it's Steve Martin and John Candy. Like, that's such a fantastic dynamic duo. Um, and yeah, and I think it's, I think it's like a sweet movie. It's in, like, it's totally insane. Like, it's bonkers. The stuff that happens is just like wild, improbable, over the top stuff. But I think, like, the thing that's really great about it is like, at its core, it's like a very sentimental movie. Um, and I think it's like very, you know, like, I think the thing about Thanksgiving or any holiday, but, like, especially family holidays and things like Thanksgiving and even Christmas a little bit is, like, family can be, like, you love them, but they can also be, like, so trying. And I think, you know, in the process of them, like, going across country together and growing closer, it had, like, a very intense kind of, like, family dynamic where it's, like, you drive each other absolutely fucking crazy, but, like, at the end of the day, you, like, still back each other up. And so I know there are parts, like, early on where they don't necessarily quite get there, but then, like, by the end of the movie, um, they fully do. And also, like I said, I do think there's something, like, romantic. It's, it's romantic and beautiful. I don't know. I like it. I think it's great. I think it's a very funny movie. Um, yeah, it's a, like I said, it's... John Candy so fucking funny too. And like John Candy does such a good job of being um like funny and making jokes, but there's always such like a true like sincerity to him as a person and like all of his characters. Um that there's just something so like warm about him as like a human when you watch him on screen. And I think like Steve Martin is such like a great foil to him because he's also obviously like very funny, but is like such kind of like a very dry, straight, like acerbic sort of. He's a great grump. And a cynic. Yeah, very cynical. He's a great grump. Um, And so it's like, they're so perfect paired together. The like absurd, over the top, loud, warm fuzzies of John Candy. And then, you know, the sort of like grumpy, um, dry old manness of <laughs> fucking Steve Martin. It's great. It's a good movie. Old manness. It's true. <laughs> Lauren, what did you think? What did I think about this movie? Um no, I completely agree with with everything you said. I thought that this movie okay, I went into this movie, you know, knowing that like who it had in it and and um you know the the title of this movie and the and the, the time period that we were in and I was like this movie could be bad. Yeah. I was like, this could be, this could be like just, you know, your, your, your throwaway comedy of the eighties, you know, that's about Thanksgiving and it's, it's, it's almost like a Lampoon's holiday Christmas movie or something. Like it just keeps getting worse and like it has all of like the worst Chevy Chase-isms in it. And I was going, I like walked into this movie like really prepared for that. Yeah. And was just shocked. Yeah. And how much, how much it is completely not like that. How much, how sincere this movie truly is even in all of the the crazy antics that they get into and all of the ridiculous things that happen to them they're not so far outside of the realm of possibility but they're like right on the cusp of like yeah. extreme in order to make it just like that much more funny that like John Candy is this like genuinely absurd individual yes. who is completely and utterly like totally fine with that yeah you know like he's not trying to be anybody else because honestly i don't think he can no. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they just have this, like, very lovable, like, odd couple aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And they, they work so well together as well, um, especially considering they are our only characters pretty much for the entire film. Um, but I also am curious about the, the extended versions yeah. 
of the film as well because like for me I felt like some of the the scenes I felt like we were just like racing through this movie really really That's quickly fair. and I felt like that we were like missing little bits of, of 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 a joke you know like we were just getting like the tail end of something and like I think that it works in the context of what it is as like a as like a whole picture just because you know you just sometimes you don't get to know yeah everything about everything and that's like just that's fine but now knowing that there is more yeah like well well what is the rest of the you know what the, what are the filler parts truly no absolutely um i mean i'll definitely be i so about the movie itself um i didn't know what to expect honestly um it's it's so hard to make a movie about Thanksgiving because even though this movie is rushing toward Thanksgiving, it also still it somehow like doesn't feel at all about Thanksgiving, um, yeah. which I think is is also very fascinating. It feels like it's about that time of year, yeah, more so than about Thanksgiving specifically. very specifically, um, which is so fascinating. I think that it's really really interesting. You know, we've watched a lot of movies before. You know. Uh, four movies in total, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, this month for Thanksgiving. And at the end of the day, like, if you really asked me, what's a Thanksgiving movie? I'd say, whatever the fuck you want it to be, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because there's no identity to a Thanksgiving movie. And so I love this movie, absolutely. Uh, and as, as, like, a first-time watch, um, I really didn't know what to expect. And it is just this, like, road trip movie, live with these two characters as they are yeah you know and it's kind of broken into the the three-act structure you know the title gives you also what they are you know planes trains automobiles and so it's fascinating how like well structured it is and the fact that again there it's also like a three-hour version of this movie that also then maintains Mm -hmm. that structure is a very interesting concept but what we get in the final version is really really fantastic um i've never seen steve martin say fuck so much yeah. uh, that's fantastic yeah. i mean yeah he definitely isn't saying it in jeeper by the dozen no and so really like seeing him let loose was just so fascinating as well because it's not it is it, he is a great grump but like he truly at one point when he like, hits he his loses, belly of the whale it. yeah he just no absolutely yeah. has no composure is just completely uh just caustic at this yeah, point yes. in his attitude yes and um it's so fascinating to see this guy who has this you know figure you know as the cheaper by the dozen dad the guy in uh uh only murders in the building yeah. which definitely but is he's always very like buttoned up still yeah a little mm-hmm. bit and so to see him yes finally hit a point where he's like fuck 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 <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's great opportunity for him and John Candy. To your point, um, you know, he he does just completely live in the truth of that character, and that's what's great about it. You know, we talked um, yesterday, you and I, about Rowan Atkinson, you know, and his Mister Bean persona, or his persona of you know, man suddenly discovers that he's being recorded, where nothing about what you're saying is funny. You, you're just living in the truth of that moment. I think that John Candy absolutely does that with, with Dell, you know, where he's just living Dell. Yeah. Um, and 
I think that he obviously knows how to how to punch in on a joke or pull back on a joke, but also I think that he knows how to do just fantastic character work of just being oh, yeah. in a scene. Oh yeah. Doing whatever he needs to do to to just sort of be that character in that yeah. moment, the clearing of his nose. God, that shit. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, he he really can just like it's when you're giving such big chunks of of, of text. Yeah. That is just vamping. Basically, it's just verbal vamping. It can be hard to um, make all of those things consistent and and trigger the next thing. And he just has this effortless way of 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 talking. Yeah. You know, and making it feel almost like all of that was improv. Like, it was all very natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the fact that there there was the whole script and, like, he's sticking completely to it for me was just, like, a fascinating thing. Yeah. I thought that this was a whole, like, you know, Will Ferrell bit where he's just, like, they're all Ad-libbing, just, they're ripping, yeah. yeah, they're ripping off of each other. And he's just going, because it was just so natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just, that's, that's something truly unique about John Candy and every performance that he, 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 he gives, you know, is, is this like just genuinely nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like so fascinating, like a couple of things too, that I think are interesting about the movie. And I, cause again, written by John Hughes. And if there's one thing too, that I think kind of permeates a, virtually any John Hughes movie, it's like this idea of like class identity. And another thing I think that's really interesting about this and kind of adds to like the odd couple aspect of them is that you have you know um steve martin who's this like i work you know uptown i am a marketer like i Mm -hmm. have never had to take like uh you know at the one point in time he's like have you ever had to take a bus anywhere and he's like no (laughs) he's like you're not gonna be fucking happy about it well your mood isn't gonna yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um and so it's like so interesting because you know you have that again you know sort of like against John Candy, who is this uh, shower ring salesman. Water off a duck's back. Yeah. He literally had the, like, like the pop-out pop out plastic like, ring. It was fantastic. Like, I loved that he had a, just, like, a little, like, mini yeah. display with and, him. And you get the feeling that it's, like, he's, like, a, a fucking boom, 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 traveling salesman. He has part a of the carny whole nature. Shtick. Yeah, he does. And mm-hmm. part of the whole shtick is he goes, boom, boom, everyone he meets to is a possible sale, and you just got to talk to people, and you just got to get in there. And so it's, like, two very, very different mentalities where it's, like, Steve Martin is used to being, like, I've got money, I've got status, like, I'm used to things going my way. And so when they don't, he pitches a fucking fit about it, whereas, like, John Candy's a lot more like, nothing's ever going my way, baby, I gotta make it go my way, you know? And that's just how he, you know, goes, rolls with the punches and kind of goes through the whole film. And you see two very different, like, results sometimes, and also, like, reactions to, like, the horrible results. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And, uh... You know, ultimately it does rub off that, like, you know, to a degree, Steve Martin needs to be a little bit more grateful. Yeah. And I guess maybe that is where it becomes more of a Thanksgiving I do think so, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think it is a lot about, like, this idea of gratitude. And, like, I really, for me, too, like, the last, like, 10-ish minutes of that film, and especially, like, the last five, where, yeah, it's like he has all this stuff, and he's not particularly grateful throughout the whole film and there are all these little breadcrumbs where it's like John Candy's character is super grateful and is trying to be so like alive and in the moment and like happy too because he lost his wife and they you know you don't find out until like the very end of the movie it's I think it's pretty heavily hinted and then all of a sudden you know you see him at the end put that together Steve Martin and realize that this whole time his you know John Candy's wife has been dead Mm -hmm. that they've been talking about um, and yeah, and being, and I think too, then he, he goes and he gets him and he brings him home, but then he has this moment with his wife and it's like, he's so much more grateful 
for Mm -hmm. having her, for having his kids, for having this family. Um, And I do think that that's, like, I think the last five minutes of that movie are, like, super fucking touching because, yeah, you know, John Candy has been this huge, larger-than-life character, but at the end of the day, he's, like, this kind of sad man who's just there by himself. Like, he doesn't have anyone. He's just waiting in that station. He doesn't have anywhere to go. That's also why he can't help but just, like, continue to talk. Exactly. And try to connect with people and try to, you know... To find the thing that's going to latch on to, to you so that you can conversate with me and we can have yeah, this time together. Have a yeah. Yeah. So apparently, you know, in the lost footage uh, is a sequence that took place at a diner where John Candy gives a monologue and delivers his entire backstory okay. to Steve Martin. And he says, you know, that that's why he finds travel at the holidays so difficult and usually he apparently latches on to someone mm-hmm. in the midst of his travels. Yeah. But that this time he just had a hard time letting go uh, in regards to the Steve Martin character. Um, but I think that it, it definitely speaks to also your point about it being, you know, vaguely romantic. You know, it does follow the the sort of bromance structure, which at its core is is a romance story. Right? Enemies it's to a, lovers, it's an enemies tell to lover trope. <laughs> um, it's this, it's the odd couple. It is. You know, it it's is. the, it's... It's the uptight guy and the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. You know, this indomitably They shouldn't good work together, spirit. but yeah, they end up kind know. of rubbing off on each other in such mm-hmm. a way that it ends up working. Yeah, uh, and I think that uh, that's also why it's funny that part of the cut plot is that his wife thinks that he's having an affair. Yeah, you that know, is It's because, you know, to a certain degree, he is falling in love. Yeah. Just not at all in, in no, the sense yeah. that, that she thinks. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Della is the other woman. Yeah. yeah. They even had, like I said, the like they have to share a bed scene, which again yeah. is like... Oh, yeah, and then they it. like wake up, and he's like, you know, they're spooning. cuddling. They're spooning. Yeah, and he's he like, Della like kiss. kisses... Yeah, he kisses his ear. <laughs> it's romantic. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the same sort of stuff as, uh, like we talked about, you know, with uh, or earlier when we talked about this movie with, you know, like Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, you know, that same sort of Nick yeah. Frost, Simon Pegg energy, you know, of especially in Hot Fuzz, of the tight ass. Yeah. And the playful one. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the same sort of thing that you get here, and I think that it plays off, you know, again, to fantastic comic effect. And and I think that they also take their characters on believable journeys. I agree. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. Candy is a flat arc character to yes. a degree. Yes, Martin is our one that goes through the, the real journey. Um, and I also wanted to to circle back, you know, you talked about Hughes, his hits on, you know, wealth mm-hmm. uh, and some of his writing style, to a certain degree, he's almost kind of a, um, you know, not, ne- I guess, necessarily to overblow John Hughes's, you know, ability or, or anyone's opinion on John Hughes. Uh, he almost has this sort of Faulknerian vibe to him. I agree. This sort of focus on this very particular region, these very particular type of people, class themes, yeah. strange family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's sort of, yeah, Shermer, Illinois, you know, yeah. everything's yeah, yeah, all yeah. around. It's the same sort of thing with Faulkner, yeah. you know? Um, and so I think that it's, it's interesting that, that you brought that up, that, that he does have this focus on wealth and cause like you, you look at, um, Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. right? It's a bottle story. It's high school prison movie. Yes. With... Our, our wealthy kids and the our poor kids. The wealthy jock and the yeah. wealthy popular girl. It is. And then, and then we've got the weirdo and the nerd, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so, and they're forced into but, this. And the same, pretty in pink. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the, mm-hmm. all of his films. I feel like all of his films kind of have that dynamic. Even even James like, Spader, this guy who's so yeah. jealous that this one wealthy guy can is willing to give up his status. Yeah. To go and and be with this this poor, poor girl. girl. Yeah. Um, and and so I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Even though he wasn't, it, it isn't like one of the other like side moments in that though that he himself had like asked her out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he's like fucking exactly. mad about it. Well, that's why. That's and yeah. so he's so petty and yeah, bitter. Yeah, he's so you petty. Know? Um, and then you know you look at uh, um, oh god, what's a Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You know, yeah. Cameron, Cameron is yeah. this pent up, you know, repressed figure, whereas Ferris. You know, is our John Candy one. Yeah. You know, it's our yeah, fun yeah. one. It's yeah, our yeah. indomitable spirit. But it is also kind of like a class story, even though the fact that like, mm-hmm. they go to the same school. But Cameron but is like... Cameron is yeah. the wealthy kid, but that's also why, like, everything... No, nothing nothing yeah. can be touched. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. everything has to say pristine, you know. This because it, it, like costs, a, yeah. it costs so much money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, whereas it's Ferris doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. He lives he's in an average class, He's a class kid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's over here jumping through people's yards and stuff. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a hooligan. Yeah, he is. He's having a good time. That's why he ends up taking that car. Yeah. <laughs> he is the rebellious teen spirit, you yeah. know, sort yeah, of yeah, embodied yeah. in a person. Um, so it is really interesting how he does stick to all of these themes and these ideas. Again, Home Alone. Yeah, I was going to say oh, Home, Home Alone's Alone. great. Yeah. But it's again Another great holiday poverty movie. and wealth, yeah. you know. Um, and again, this also the spirit of a rebellious mm-hmm. nature. Um, it's fascinating how he does stick to to so yeah. many, many of these ideas and these tropes. But and honestly, these types. like. It, it's working. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been working yeah. phenomenally. Yeah. yeah. He has mastered it. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. He does a great job. Um, so uh, if you had to give planes, trains, and automobiles a rating, what would you give it? Oh, man. I, I say like a nine out of ten. Out of five. Oh. So like a four and a half? Four and a half out of five. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We go in halves here. Yeah. yeah. I say. I'd say that. I don't think it's like a fully perfect film, but I, I think it's pretty fucking close. And I think, again, I, the thing that I really like about it is at the heart of it, it's like such a sweet, sentimental movie about like uh, family and finding your own family too, because like, you know, they form this friendship and it feels very much like, again, like romantic or mm-hmm. like a familial kind of love by the end of the movie. Chosen and, family too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's funny as fu- like, it's just also just wild, bonkers crazy fun to watch insane i love it they drove through that they drove around in that melted car it's got that 80s you know it does and i love it it's good yeah dear what about you i'm 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 also i'm also gonna go with a four and a half um i think that this movie has just a lot of charm to It it and like the charm i think really sells like all of the things that i have like issues with about like maybe like the the like the plot points or like you know how extreme they go but, like, yeah. I think that the, it just has a lot of heart and, like, where we get to in the end is is so worth the, the journey. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to have the throat clearing scene in order to get to <laughs> so the gross. end. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's horrible. So it's absolutely, it, it, I love his excuse being like, I, I, I've got it or else I'm going to snore. Yeah. You know, like, it's just such, like, so, a, gross. so good. So sweet, though. And you're like, but you can't say no to him. Yeah. But, you, but stop. <laughs> But no, honestly, I think that this movie, I understand why people watch this movie every year for, for the holiday. I had never heard of this movie before, but it might be one that I it's that good. I put on. No, I'll, I'll definitely go four and a half as well. I think that everything that both of y'all said is 
is absolutely valid. Um, it's, you know, it is, Hughes is, is such a smart writer. Um, and the thing that is so great about this movie is that you get to watch two great, really tremendous comedic actors just absolutely give it their all. Um, and leave everything out there in, in great performances that end up making, um, the movie truly, truly special. You know, like, it would have been good with other actors, um, because it's already very well written. But the yeah. thing that absolutely seals the deal yeah, it's the on its greatness is the two mm -hmm, of them. Sure. And how much they absolutely just steal those performances, yeah. you know, equally and, and own them. Um... And it's a great to go. It's great to to have seen it, and it'll it'll be good to go back and rewatch it. And I'll be curious to see if someone goes and and does like a fan edit, where they try and restore all the of whole, the all of it where yeah, it's supposed to go. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be into watching that for sure. Um, but I guess with all of that said, uh, the last few things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up the big news in the room, obviously, uh, Bob Chapik is gone from uh, Disney. Yeah. He got fired in the middle of the night on Sunday. Yep. Uh, now it's Daddy Iger again. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Iger's back. Uh, and of he course, never left, guys. He what never left. Talking about? Me. He was plotting. Somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly that's right. what's happening. That's right. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of speculation that he's here because what did Iger do for his entire duration, his entire president, his entire time at, you know, the helm? was acquisition, yeah. deal-making. It started with Pixar, yeah. which included him, like, trading, uh, you know, Pixar stock for Disney stock with Steve yeah. Jobs. Uh, so that way he could get Steve's slice of the Pixar pie. Um, and... Don't get greedy, guys. <laughs> I know. And then, of course, it also included uh, Marvel and mm -hmm. Star Wars, and then eventually... 20th century yeah and so his entire time was all about deal making so the big speculation is that Iger is back because a deal is brewing uh the big speculation one is of course apple. that it's apple yeah um how do you feel about Iger being back and bob chapik's time at the helm uh i mean i i don't know i feel like chapik I don't think he has been as much of, like, a presence. Like, I feel like you knew when Bob Iger was in charge. And I feel like yeah. Chapik is, like, one of the presidents where you're like, I guess this was a president of the United States for four-ish years and some stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? He's, like, mm -hmm. one of those guys. Chester A. Arthur. Yeah, where you're right like, Right in eh, the middle. I know he happened, but, okay. Nothing bad happened, nothing good happened. So I guess Biden? he did all right. <laughs> no, I mean, no, plenty has happened. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> No, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I get why they're trying to bring Iger by, blah, blah, English words. I can get why they're trying to bring Iger back for that. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't know. Apple's stuff has just been so kind of with the, again, exception of like Ted Lasso and a few other things here and there, like very meh for me. Um, and so I can see why they would be apt to partner with someone like Iger to try to take that and make something of it because that's what he's fucking good at, man. Like, that's what he did is taking things and acquiring them and, you know, pushing them forward and getting something new made out of them that tends to be pretty fucking successful. So, like, I can see why they brought him back. 
Um, so yeah, like it doesn't surprise me that they're bringing him back for that transition and then maybe they'll bring back some other Chester B. Arthur motherfucker. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Who knows? Dear, do you have any thoughts or opinions on it? I don't know. It feels squiffy to me. Um, I mean, I understand that they're not in the same industry. I get that. But it's just, it's two huge companies now merging together. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's squiffy as fuck. Like, it's, I just, it's potentially open to a lawsuit. Legality. Yeah, there's some lawsuits. It's open yeah. to it from, some from litigation. being blocked. For yeah, sure. yeah. Because, like, I just, that seems weird. You yeah. Know? They already have so much money. Feels, I don't think that they need feels it. Feels monopoly. Well, I mean, the good right? news yeah. is, you know... We played that game for a reason. Your Apple Watch will now beat your Disney Magic Band because, you know, mm. you'll have the Disney app paired on your, your phone already, you know, and you can just go ahead and scan wow, it. Wow, that's and... something that will really concern me. <laughs> I, I don't... I, well, the last time I went to the Disney parks was, like, 2017, 2018, 2017. Okay. So it's been it's been five years yeah. since I've gone to the parks. I don't think I need like my Apple Band and my Apple Watch to be the same thing. I mean, do like, we have to have everything paired? I don't. Mm, well, that was I mean? both to a certain degree the vision on a certain level of both Jobs and yeah, Walt true. himself. Closed loop thing. systems yeah, closed to systems. a degree. That's true. People living near the resorts. People working in the resorts. Yeah, everything sort of being accommodated inside of that for everyone, both uh, worker and guest alike. That's you not know? the vibe for me. <laughs> I'm gonna pass on that. But you do you. No, honestly, I I don't really like it. <laughs> it's my it opinion. Feels, it feels like get out my get out of my life. Get out of my well, personally, get I'm, out of my shit. Personally, yeah, I'm surprised that all. I don't know. That's just. I'm a little surprised that no one has blocked the Amazon purchase of. MGM yeah. and its library. Because again, it's another yeah. of these mega conglomerates gobbling up another film library into this massive, you know, collection. Yeah. Uh, all behind a paywall for yeah. your convenience. Um, That's right. It's so convenient for me to give you my money. Yeah. I'm so, I don't know. I'm very over to like all this streaming. Sh- it's yeah. It's just as bad as like cable shit now. Like there's 10 million of them. Everyone wants to have their own streaming shit. Everyone's. I don't, I'm just over it. That's I'm why. Over I, it. That's why I've got the nostalgia for black blockbuster. That's honestly. right. Bringing it back around to our pre-recording that's right. combo that's right. blockbuster. Well, honestly, like at the end of the day, like I, I did like, even though it was it was blockbusters, so many things to look at. But that was, but that was half the fun. Yeah, was the experience of it. There's no experience with these things. It's, it's you flip on one, you scroll through for a while, Mindlessly. you flip on, the, and it's just, it is just as, is, yeah. is time consuming and is, is unsatisfying as scrolling through thousands of, of t- TV channels. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Because yeah. all it is is just a different type of TV. But now instead of one cable provider, it's, it's you know, yeah. there's dozens of them. Well, and then there's, like, the way that, you know, like, again, like, Netflix is doing that thing now where if you're sharing passwords and accounts with people, like, they're trying to cut down on that. They're adding in commercials. Um, it's becoming just It's cable. becoming just the same. Or, and, like, you know, to try to, like, battle people unsubscribing, they'll, like, take perfectly decent shows and, like, cancel them and then try to come up with, like, the next big thing, all of which is, like just feels again like a desperate bid to get people to resubscribe to 
mm-hmm. your platform, and I'm just like... Well, and it's also part of the problem with the, the whole thing that was the, the, the Netflix model was built around endless growth. Yes. New subscribers every year. Are they even profitable? No, they I have never so. been profitable. I didn't think Netflix, they were. not once, has ever been... They are in massive that's debt. debt. That's what I thought. Well, that's why they're constantly chasing this, yeah. you know? You gotta it's... keep churning, getting more, more subscribers, more money, more... Yeah, cheapen it out. Everything's cheap. Because yeah. we can't burn as much money because we don't have any money. We're trying to gain money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I don't know. Well, I'm a little bit burned out with it. To also yeah, circle it back around to Iger and Shapik, uh, and the and the Disney potential, you know, deal and, and Iger's time at the helm, you know, you said that Shapik was a little bit forgettable. I think that the issue is that ultimately in history, Shapik will be forgotten. In his time presently, he has been kind of, in his few moments of being in the spotlight, has been a gaff usually, yeah. um, and more of a hindrance than a help. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's very summed up by, I was talking with a coworker of mine, and I asked her how she felt about it. And she said, I didn't even know who that man was. Yeah, no, I mean, I knew that there was someone else in charge of Disney, like, I knew it wasn't Iger anymore, and I I knew, like, once you said the name, I was like, uh. But, like, if you had just said that name to me without context of Disney, I would have been like, who the fuck you, who? Yeah. What are you talking honestly. about? What do you, what? Who is this? A coworker? What? Who is Chapik? Like, I would not know. And so, I think that that is, is probably, again, yeah. like, the, the truly damning thing. Yeah. Um, what was, what was your footprint? Putting your foot in your mouth? Like. <laughs> it's not, yeah. What, good job. Mission accomplished banner, George W. Bush style. Um, (laughs) Don't rock the boat. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that it'll be interesting to see what does happen. Who knows how long he'll be here. Um, But I'm sure that it'll all be made clear very soon. I'm sure. Um, Beyond that, I don't really have necessarily much. Uh, Going back to a, a quick earlier topic for one last final question. What's the movie that you're most looking forward to this December, you know, here before the end of the year. Oh, um, shit. What is, what's coming, what's coming out? What's happening? What uh, there's think? Glass Onion, of course. Oh, yeah, we're gonna go see Glass on today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited mm-hmm. for Glass Onion. Um, Avatar of the Way of Water. Eh. Eh. Uh, eh. What, what's the, is it Silent Night? Is that the, yeah, the Silent Jack Night. One? Yeah, I want to say mm-hmm. that, like, that looks entertaining. I want to see Santa whoop some ass. Yeah. That's right, that. that's right. I'll watch that. I'm trying to think what else is coming out. I'm trying to think if there's anything, point. like, really huge coming, or, like... I mean, they've been advertising Bones and All. Oh, uh, yeah, I do want to yeah. see that. I want to see Bones and yeah. All. Yeah, I want to see that. It's, like, the oh, only Netflix Timothy thing. Timothy Shalmama? That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> little no, Timmy Shalmama? <laughs> little Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, Timothy Shalmay, is that it? Whatever. Timothy Shalmay? Yeah, yeah, him, that one. <laughs> I like Shalmalama. Shamazillion, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about that. That looks good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Again, I know there's, like, The Way of Waters coming out. Are there any other big, like, holiday films that are coming out this? There's not any Marvel movies or anything, I think there's a Shazam movie coming out. Oh, The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Isn't that coming out? Yes. Yeah. I think that uh, comes out today, or came out today. Did it? I think so. I'll watch that. Yeah. For sure. Oh, it's a cat. Um, dear, what about you? Anything? Um, honestly, 
gosh, I, I really didn't know what was coming out this, this, this holiday season. Yeah, I should have really prepared funny. for this. Um, uh, I'm probably, honestly, the most excited about... The David uh, Harbour movie? No, Avatar 2. Oh, Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Yeah. I'm I'm super pumped. Oh, I want to see the menu. That's another one that I really oh, want to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. What's the, what's the menu? It's like a horror movie. So the whole premise is it's like Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt. And they he invites her to like go to this like super exclusive restaurant. And it's like you go out to this little island and you get like locked in. And it's like a whole experience. But it turns out the whole experience is that they like uh, are like killing people oh that's fun um so like i really want to see that i think that looks good i don't know i don't know if there's anything else really puss in boots the last wish no i'm interested in that it looks it looks all right really yeah the art style looks pretty good the story is interesting it turns out that like puss in boots had nine lives and he's now gone through them all oh and so like he's trying to get back to being alive okay interesting uh, yeah. What? Alamo has a Terror Tuesday of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Well, I am going to go see that. <laughs> perfect. I'm going to go see that. Nothing says Christmas like that. No, that's fair. Uh, with all that said, I don't really have anything left. Uh, Matt, is there anything that you want to say to the listeners? Uh, there's a cat in this room and it's cute. It's a very cute cat. Uh, no, I mean, I don't have anything going on. You live your truth. That's what I would like to say to the listeners. Live your truth. I support you in your present holiday and all future endeavors, etc. Fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Dear, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I hope you didn't gorge yourself too much on Thanksgiving. Don't spend too much money today on Black Friday. Um, and, you know... Don't take Christmas so seriously, guys. It's 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 all about. It's supposed to be about family too, you be, know. Be your inner John Candy. Exactly. 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 No, that's fair. Uh, those are all wonderful things. Uh, you know, happy of course, belated Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, to everyone's point, don't spend too much money on Black Friday. Uh, it's a big scam. You actually. It's been shown, get better deals at different times of year. So there's also that for you. <laughs> I like that that was your t- <laughs> Don't do Black Friday, kids. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and beyond that, of course, um, you know, I hope that everyone does have a good December. We're going to be getting caught up on a lot of stuff that we didn't cover throughout the year. I've got a lot of four-year consideration shit that's been accumulating in my house. You gotta consider it. Yeah, and so, uh, and if we're considering it, then we're gonna consider it with you, the people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's right. Why did you sound like fucking Bane from the Batman movies, the Nolan Mm -hmm. first Batman? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it it was the line for the time. I like it. With all that said, thank you guys, of course, for listening. I'll drop Madeline's socials and everything below. Come stalk me. Um, That's great. And uh, as always, thanks you you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye.